Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Another Friday, another podcast, so I hope you're ready. This is kind of a redo of a podcast that I lost when I went over to the UK, and we'll get to that in a minute. But this weekend, I'll be at the Las Vegas Auto Swap Meet, so if you're in town, you're local, come out to the Orleans Arena parking lot in the back lot, the Las Vegas Auto Swap Meet. It's an all-automotive swap meet that my partner and I put on. It takes place from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. typically, and we'll be doing another one September 28th, just a week before my one crazy weekend. So if you're looking for a swap meet to go check out, automotive, the Las Vegas Automotive Swap Meet is where to go. So check us out at lvautoswapmeet.com. And don't forget to support your people that support Let's Talk Dubs podcast. That's VW Trends Magazine. Go subscribe today at vwtrendsmagazine.com. Also, go check out Ross Wolf today. Tons of new products. The vintage cloth braided 7.8 millimeter VW spark plug wire sets. Those are a vintage look with high performance modern day technology. So if you want that old school look on your motor, go check it out as well as a VW quick brake light switch conversion kit. So if you want your brake lights to come on right now, right niggity now, they're going to come on. Go get your VW quick brake light, brake light switch from Ross Wolf today. Also, they've got the Ross Wolf heritage pattern pulley set so go check that out tons of cool stuff always coming out with it and don't forget the viton gaskets you want to stop your engine from leaking at the sump plate go get you the reusable viton gasket for the bottom of the motor so go check those guys out today at ross wolf w-u-l-f ross and now for some of you guys that aren't into the aftermarket stuff and you're looking for a hundred percent original nos vw stuff go to vwnos.com that's vwnos.com over there, they've got all 100% authentic NOS VW stuff. So if you're looking for specific parts that are hard to find, distributors, taillights, wheel cylinders, whatever they've got, they've got there. So if you guys are looking for uh, anything original VW and, you, and only original VW NOS stuff will work, go to VWNOS.com. That's VWNOS.com. And don't forget to use your discount code for Let's Talk Dubs when you go check out their website. So they got a discount code that says LTD. So punch that in your discount code and off you go. Get yourself a nice little discount on some of those parts. So other than that, guys, let's get into this podcast this week. Alex Baugen. Now, <clears throat> Alex is 22 years young. Just finished a car about two years ago. And it's taken storm of the VW scene up in the UK. It's a 1975 1200cc Beetle. It's on three-piece wheels. It's unbelievably sick looking because it sits on airbags on 17s. And it's a good-looking car. But most impressively, Alex and his dad built that car themselves in the garage. Short of paint, they did pretty much everything else. Uh, not the stitch in the interior, but... They basically bought a car, built it from the ground up, welded every new panel on it, and most impressively, he got the professional builder's choice. So at the Volksworld show, they get Urs Restoration, Trailer Queen, uh, Trailer Queen Restorations, and Spikes Vintage Restorations, and they get those guys together, and they pick their favorite car. So he won that award in 2022. It's a great-looking bug. There's a link in the bottom of the video that's an attachment to it. But most importantly, much respect for him and his dad building that car themselves in their garage during this time. He never expected it to be this phenomenon that it is, but now he's on fire. He's done a bunch of custom cool stuff to it, a bunch of copper accents, a bunch of hand-built stuff on that car that him and his dad did together. So check it out. It's a great podcast, and I always love to celebrate the people that are doing their own stuff, cutting their own trail, and 
his car does not look like everybody else's car. He's done some modifications here and there to make it look a little bit different uh, that you'll hear about in the podcast. But some cool stuff because when you check out the car, I don't care what year you like, you'll dig Alex's car. So check it out. I'm sure you guys will will, will dig the story about a dad and his son. And hopefully some of you guys are out there in the garage working on these cars with your boys. I know I've been in the garage working on my boys, working on my car with my sons, helping out. And I've turned two of them into car guys. And then I got another one here that's coming up. And he's helping me in the garage work on some stuff sparingly. But we'll get him there. But that's the best part about families passing on some of your hobbies to your kids, having them feel the experience and the joy of taking something that most people just trash and you breathe life back into it and get it back on the road. I had a cool experience about a car that I saved from the desert that's now back on the road earlier today. And uh, it brings joy to my soul to think of those things. As lame as it seems, it's awesome to do because... It's from when I was watching Corvette Summer as a kid, and you see those cars headed for the wrecking yard, and to see them back on the road is just sweet justice. So the world is right again, and Alex and his dad knocked this car out of the park. So check the link in the description below to check that stuff out. I'll also put a link to the sponsors for this week's show. So make sure you guys support the sponsor and let them know that you heard about them on Let's Talk Dubs. We're almost to a half a million total downloads for all the podcasts, which is pretty good. Feeling pretty excited about that. We're worldwide. And I wanted to give a shout out real quick. I wanted to give a shout out to Michael Hartman, who supported the podcast, picked up some sweatshirts. Totally dope. Appreciate it. He's out of Fairmont, West Virginia. So if you guys know Michael, he must be a stud because he supports Let's Talk Dubs and he listens to it. So I appreciate you guys for supporting your favorite podcast. So don't forget it's not uh, too early to go register for One Crazy Weekend. So go to letstalkdubs.com and register today for One Crazy Weekend and book your rooms. You're going to hear me say this for the next six months. Book your rooms because when they're gone, they're gone. And it'll be really expensive for rooms. Right now we've got unbelievably great deals on the rooms. So get your rooms booked. I mean, you probably sell them if you can't even make it. You probably sell them to some of the VW people. So <laughs> anyway, go get your rooms booked. Uh, get your reservation set. It's going to be one crazy weekend, October 3rd to the 5th here in Las Vegas, Nevada. So coming at you guys from our headquarters here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Let's Talk Dubs HQ. Let's kick it off. Father and son build taking the show scene by storm. Alex Bowgen from Norfolk, England on this week's Let's Talk Dubs. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Okay, everybody, so on today's podcast, I've got a kind of a redo of what I had before. Back when I was doing the UK invasion and I had a bunch of guys from Volksworld on there, I, I sat down with one of the young guns, up-and-coming builders, that's a, uh, a young man who's built his car, him and his dad. They built it starting around COVID time and, and had about close to two years into building it. Custom-built 1975 Beetle, and I had this podcast and something happened I don't know if I had a corrupted card or what, but we're redoing the podcast today 
And you may be familiar with the car if you're into the European scene at all. Uh, Alex Baugin, he's got, it's kind of a, uh, a beige or manila colored uh, 1975 Beetle on air suspension, custom wheels, totally dope, tons of tons of copper accents on it. And he's won some notable awards. And so on today's podcast, I'm going to welcome Alex Bojan from Norfolk, England to the podcast. Today. Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. So we did the podcast before. It was me and your me and your dad, and we were in that studio up up top of Volks World last year, and something happened to it. And I'm glad we're able to reconnect and kind of talk about your car, the build, and, and one of the more notable things I think that's amazing about the car is you're just 22 years. Uh, you're 22 years old right now, or are you older now? I'm 22 now. Yeah. So you're 22. So you built that car when you were 18. Started it when I was 18, yeah, and I just turned 20. And you? Uh, when I, I actually, sorry, actually got it on the road on my um, 20th birthday. We went out for a ride to the pub. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, first drive. Well, that's, so. rad. Well, that's rad. So if anybody, if you guys have seen this car, and you'll see in the links below uh, pictures of this car, it's also been featured on a YouTube video. Is that right? Somebody did a, a feature on yeah. it. Yeah. What, what's the name of the YouTube yeah. video? Uh, hand-built cars they're the people who put it on um and then i think it's just under if you put my name in it it will come up under that and that's alex bojan a-l-e-x-b-o-u-g-h-e-n is that right that's one yeah that's bojan's how it's pronounced so um and one of the notable awards that you won was the one of the ones you're most proud of is the volks world 2022 professional builder's choice which was <laughs> irv's uh, Trailer Queen and Spike, the three shops, like the three big heavy hitter shops there in the UK, they pick their favorite build of what they like together. And your car received that award, which is uh, that had to feel pretty good on your side, seeing it's it's a home built. I mean, you you and your father built the whole car with exception of paint. Yeah, everything but the paint and the interior. And to, I mean, to get it to any show was like, that I had to pinch myself because and, I had me a clean car at a show. But to get it to Volksworld and be in that main hall blew me away. To them, like on the Sunday, to hear them call my name out for an award, and it still blows my mind today. And I mean that that's got to be that's got to make you feel pretty proud. Now, there's a couple questions that I have and that we're going to get into about the car. There's there's so much about the build. And you did this car, just you and your dad. Is this your first Volkswagen? Uh, so my first, like my first car myself, when I was 17, I got a Polo Harlequin. Okay. So the v Polo with all multicolored. Yep. All multicolored pants. So I had one of those, um, but always wanted a Beetle. Um, I've like wanted one since I was like probably six or seven really young. And when you so, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I drove that polo about for a few years. I only sold it like a couple of years ago because the beetle took over and then I, I wanted a van. So I managed to find a, a, a 73 Arizona import Westy tin top. Nice. So the polo had to go to make way for that. And we're gonna get into the van a little bit. Is that is the van the car that's is that the one that's gonna come out next, or are you working on another car right now? 
No, the the van is it's like the most solid original painted van I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like it's and I wanted to restore that and do it all mad show build. And then I thought, if I go too mad on it, I'm not gonna want to like drive it into a field and go camping and that. I'll be scared all the time. Right. So that's that is. I can get in it, it starts every time, first time, it drives wherever I wanna go. It's standard height, so I can just yeah, I love driving it. So uh but yeah, the next project is um bit of a secret. I mean if, it's a sixty eight beetle. Yeah. But that's all that's all anyone knows until its debut, hopefully Volkswell twenty twenty five. So fingers crossed. So the next year's a plan for that. So let's talk about this build. Now you had a polo and you're in the water cooled VW scene, which in the UK is because here in the States, the water-cooled scene and the air-cooled scene are two completely different scenes. They're not even – there's not a lot of guys that have both and go back and forth between both scenes. Is it like that in the U.K. as well? Uh, there's a bit of it. I mean, you can notice two completely different styles between the two. Right. But I sort of got a bit fed up of the – water cooled like I, I like to see him i'll go to a show and i'll look around him but i got fed up of like it was never the water cooled stuff was never my thing it was always the air cooled stuff yeah um so i i guess there's a little like, there are a few people that have got air cooled and water cooled but they, i think they mainly all stick to you're either air cooled or water cooled now being now Entering into the air-cooled scene, why did you pick a '75 Beetle? What was what was the process to get this Beetle to 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 start building an air-cooled Volkswagen? So uh, I've look I've been looking on eBay, Facebook, everything just to get a, a cheap Beetle because at the time I was still an apprentice, so I didn't have loads of money, and um, I wanted a beetle but I, I was trying to get one cheap that was good but uh, little did i know that weren't possible <laughs> right um uh, i was driving back from um ebi and one popped up on facebook and it was only 25 30 miles from me so i just sent him a message wasn't sort of expecting to abort it and uh, he said he's got someone viewing it the next day at half past six i said if i get there for six and i like it would you let me have it so the next day we turned up at six and uh looked around it and it didn't look too bad yeah uh, <laughs> but as you can see from the photo it was it was everything and more it was worse so you're thinking i'm gonna buy this car i'm gonna slam it put some wheels on it and i'm in the air-cooled scene yeah. and we're all uh, business there was never any intention to build what it was then. Right. I was going to keep it and fix what rust it had, which I didn't think was a lot, and then slam it and drive it. But, I mean, I started digging into that. And on the advert, it says, it said, um, a few weekends work and it'll be on the road. Yeah. And <laughs> clever. Clever but bad repairs, like filler over a patch and then undersealed so you couldn't see it. Oh, wow. Um, they'd actually built up one of the A-pillars 
with like silicon and then filled over the top and then painted it and it looked fine until you hit it and there was obviously no metal there oh that's not how you're supposed to do that huh (laughs) no (laughs) and now now do you do paint and body work like for your trade or what what's your trade that you do um i sell car parts and deliver car parts that's it so i start I started as an apprentice in like the warehouse of like the motor factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I now just do the phones and driving really. So you're not a, you're not a paint and body guy by trade. You're not a welder by trade. That's, this is all stuff that you, you had to learn because of budget and determination. I mean, to do this all on your own, was it a decision to do that because of, um, because of, a need to do that or what, what was it a budget decision or you just wanted to do well, it uh well my dad's a welder fabricator by trade okay so that that's handy uh, but i mean we do we do like anything not even cars we'll do ourselves just because if we if we can do it we'll do it rather than get someone else to do it we'd rather give it a go ourselves sure um, obviously, uh, I can paint a few things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm the best. I can paint a few, but I just weren't. The uh, like the length were gone in that car. I didn't want to paint it myself and mess it up or anything. So I thought I'd just let someone else do that. And upholstery. I don't, I don't know how to do upholstery at all. <laughs> now. The build process of this car was relatively quick. I mean, you built the car in 18 months. And so when you start digging the car, you find out it's loaded with rust. And what all parts do you replace on the sheet metal? So um, it's had, I don't even think about this. I've got to run through it. So it's had both complete floor pans, um, full frame head, welded into the lower tunnel, like the center spine. Oh, wow. Um, lower bulkhead repair, complete front like bucket, inner A pillars, um, like the inner arch A pillars, heater channels, uh, rear quarters, uh, rear bumper mounts, rear valance, and then like loads of lot um repairs onto the boot floor rear cross members, loads of stuff. So basically um, the the whole lower 12 inches of this car has been replaced. Yeah, everything. That's wild. And what I couldn't buy at the time, we fabricated ourselves. And... That's crazy. So, I mean, what, what's your dad say? I mean, your dad being a welder fabricator, but he just kind of looked at you like, I knew you bought it too fast. He's <laughs> Well, he actually came to look at it with me. And as I say, like the dodgy repairs and most of the rust had been hidden up pretty well. So um, I remember when we drove home, he was like, look, we'll get it on the road. He said, but it might, might not be like in a few weeks or what. I was like, yeah, that's fine. No, that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, one one day, I was, one weekend, I was ripping out the interior and uh, the carpets actually had wood nails straight through the floor. Um, self-tapper screws literally everywhere and as I peeled the carpet up it was just hole after hole after hole after hole appearing oh. 
And uh, I thought, because we hadn't set ourselves to do a full resto, I thought he ain't going to like this. He's, right. He ain't going to want to do a whole. And uh, he came back came back from work and he was like, well, don't panic. We'll we'll get the pan off and we'll do the pan and we'll, we'll do the repairs. At... So st- still even at that point when we took the body off the pan, which was welded in patches and everywhere. Um, even then, it was going to be do the repairs, blend the paint in, and then like fully restore it in a couple of years or whatever. But as things went on, everything just snowballed. And <laughs> now, did you guys, when you guys blew the car apart and realized the body was welded to the pan, it was weld. They used weld gum, silicone glue, anything they could get their hands on to stop water from coming in and try to make the hole disappear, right? Um, yeah. When you guys was, now this is right around the COVID time that you're doing this. So, so did that open up time for you guys to go kind of full steam ahead since there wasn't much happening? We were, we were still working. Like we, all of us in, the, in, in our house were still working. Um, but obviously the COVID meant we couldn't go out anywhere. And we had nothing else to spend my money on. Yeah. Um, I, like, I didn't buy anything for like a whole year other than car parts. Um, so yeah, we just spent every time, like after work, weekends, any time at all was spent on that and just to keep us busy, really. And one of the things I love about the car, I love the wheels on the car. What is the story on the wheels? So the the wheels are from Limebug. Mm-hmm. Limebug, he's a legend. He's like he sorted out sorted me out with loads of stuff for that car. So um, I saw these back when uh, they built a Reed Green Beetle, yeah. and they had some. Uh, it was like twenty sixteen or seventeen, and from that I was like, I need a set of those. But even when I was building it, I thought I'm never going to be able to afford those. I'll have to go gas burn or something. And then I thought, as we, like, when it come back and it's painted and it was all being bolted together, I was like, this needs to have, this needs to debut with the proper wheels or not at all. Yeah. So I saved, saved up and, um, yeah, got those and they're, they're amazing. They're machined from, like, billet aluminium and, yeah, they're, they're my, one of my favorite parts of that car. So it's a two-piece or three-piece wheel? Three-piece. So it's a th- the, the, three-piece billet smoothie-style 17-inch? That's it, yeah. Yeah, there's the, the, these wheels are gangster, man. These things look – it just – it fits the car so good. You look at it with the with the wheels and the big hub cap, and it looks like an early model. And the taillights, the smaller taillights in the States, a 75 Beetle had the big elephant feet taillights. And so, yeah, it, so it it did have those originally. And you swapped them to but, the 71? Yeah. 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 No, it's, and we moved out the fuel filler flap on the side. And went with the early tank. Yeah. So I'm, uh, me and dad flushed out the original fuel tank and used parts of the filler neck off the original tank and made that like pre-68 looking tank. Oh, you you made that tank? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, there's a lot of cool aspects you have on this car where there's bits of brass and things to that extent. 
what was the inspiration? Because you got a lot of little brass pieces here and there on this car. What What's the inspiration behind the brass pieces? Uh, so the first thing that was actually done in like the brass and copper was where I was mounting an aftermarket steering wheel and I had this machined boss, I needed a cover to go over that just so it looked a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. And um, we stood there sort of wondering what to do and Dad said, what about copper? I was like, yeah, that could work. So we, we found a bit. We had he sat it like sat in the garage for like twenty odd years. So um <clears throat> he bent it up and he welded it together and polished it up and ever since then like any little details that I think look cool. I've um yeah, we've done everything, even the rear view mirror. Yeah. Uh, I've made completely out of brass, copper, and then um sanded up this bit of oak like a surfboard yeah i saw it. that's what i board <laughs> yeah it's got a super it's got a super slick uh super slick look to it with especially with the uh the the rear view mirror and the and the little little bits and pieces that you've done to it is super cool it just you know what what i like about it is it's got kind of a common theme going throughout uh especially and, and then with just the accents of brass are just kind of cool the brass copper look um it's just it's just such a cool look and it's something different you know usually people get a late model beetle they go full german look with it or they'll try to do something where they're trying to be really hardcore vintage what i like about your car is that your car has kind of its own style you know what i mean it's got the modern the modern flair of the three piece wheels it's got the brass bits to it it's got it's got its own its own vibe to it where you remember this car specifically you know yeah that was just like a mix of different styles of bits that i liked that i was like yeah that's gonna work because sometimes people can get bits from different styles and put them together and they don't work yeah so i was carefully picking out bits and um we've said like it it does really well at the like air cooled shows and it also is really well received at like the water cooled and newer style shows because i think it hits both of those sort of going on what we were saying earlier right it goes those sort of categories is slammed with the yeah it definitely it definitely bridges the gap i think the air suspension pushes it towards the water pumper guys where they like it the air suspension three-piece wheels and then you know the, the water cool guys are always trying to do a little bit of throwback stuff where they can kind of tie to the heritage of the car but i think this car does a really great job of kind of of bridging the gaps uh it's got a, a super cool plaid style interior i don't know if that's tweed that you have in there with the inserts but like just a classic a classic style that you have there now in the rear package tray underneath the rear window there's normally a piece of metal there that's covered with carpet now in your car it looks like you've kind of sectioned a piece in there what's the story behind that uh, yeah um the bit behind the grill is obviously really hard to paint and it was quite rusty in there and i know you can drill out the spot welds underneath and remove that bit but i I didn't really feel comfortable doing that at the time because it was my first, like, the first one that we'd sort of gone that far on. Um, 
I didn't want to start pulling out panels and then not everything line up. So uh, we got in there and Doug said, well, how about cutting this out? I said, yeah, and we'll bend a bit of metal off. And we sort of stood there thinking about it. And he went, what about a bit of like plexiglass? And I was like, do you know what? I think that'll lighten up the interior a bit, which right. it does. Yeah. And I mean, it. everyone who looks at it goes... Oh, I like what you've done under the rear window. Yeah, it's cool. So, it's definitely cool looking. <clears throat> now, in the UK, these later model Beetles, they're known as like 1302s or 1303s. What is this Beetle here? Because I'm noticing it seems to be, if I'm just going to guess, like a standard because I don't see any headliner on the B yeah, pillar but, and down. Yeah, it's like a, it's a 75, like 1200 standard. So basic as you can get. No chrome trim, no headliner, or no no like full headliner. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, just a standard twelve hundred. And so a standard twelve hundred back when you would buy a twelve hundred, because obviously you had the different options in the UK. Here, everything they sold was a deluxe Beetle, right? So if you bought a seventy-five, it was a seventy-five completely decked out. It had everything on it. So. This 75, like you're saying, there's no no chrome trim on it. Kind of like my Mexican Beetle in here is a standard, right? Chrome trim on the outside, but but nothing on the inside, like none on the dash. So, and uh, like the number plate um, light cover on the back huh? was like this weird plastic thing. Uh, it was proper like just as cheap as you could get, really. Right. And so, and they came with a 1200 cc motor. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So to find one of those, are they fairly rare to find one of those in like a 75, 1200? Are they out about pretty common? Uh, no, they're pretty common, but they're all, I think because like the newer ones, they're thinner metal and they put the foam up in the back gutters and that. Most of them just rot out and They've been patched up for MA. Like over here in the UK, we have like a yearly test called an MOT, mm-hmm. and I've just been patched up to get through them. That most of them aren't even worth saving. I mean, <clears throat> that if I'd have known what it was like before, I wouldn't have even bothered. Right. Because, but when you get so far, you've got to keep going, haven't you? Yeah. There's just, you get to the point of no return, right? And so it's just like, yeah. well, we've done, the pan's looking all beautiful now. Can't stop there. Got to, might as well finish the body now. That's it. Yeah, we've done that. We um we repaired the pan first and then we went went out to the body and braced it and just cut the heater channels, cut the cross members, rear quarters off, laid it over the body and was like, right, now we need to make that <laughs> yeah. part of that. No, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that's that's just a, a a real smooth look throughout. I mean, I really what what I think I really like the most is that this is really a lot of hard work between you and your dad to build this car that most people would have just junked and threw away. And not only do you build it and you've got this car, but you've got a real standout car that's taken top awards at all the shows. As a matter of fact, the issue that it's in Volk's world is the same issue that. Uh, is the one that my brother has a sand beige bus that he built here in Vegas is in that same issue of Volksworld. And I think, right. uh, and I think your car, did your car cover Volksworld? 
Yeah, so he's got he's got there's that connection with Las Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. At the top that top right that top corner picture on the cover is that baby. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, that's the bus. So my brother oh. shop built that bus, but I thought it was super cool cuz that's when I first saw cuz I used to subscribe to Volksworld and then I saw the issue at my brother's shop. Yeah. That one there. Yep. Yeah, cool. And it had uh and it had your bug on the cover and it's just uh, what 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 issue is that Volksworld? Uh, September 2021. September 2021. So, yeah, if you guys have that issue of Volksworld, you can check it out. But it's yeah. a super, it's a super rad car. And now motor that's in it is uh, 1641. You said. Yeah, 1641 on um, 36 Delortes. And that motor, you and your dad built that motor. Uh, well. I bought we bought the block and then built it up from there really um we've done because my mum and dad have got a 68 mm -hmm. so we've rebuilt that like a couple of times or whatever so we sort of knew what we were doing a little bit but tuning regards to tuning twin carbs and everything was our first go so luckily my dad's mate was like really really good at tuning carbs so he came round. Like we were, me and Dad were trying to get this thing started the first time for ages. Yeah. Like the whole week, his mate come round like ten minutes. It was running, tuned, perfect. So, but some people have just got that knack, haven't they? Yeah. No, there's absolutely <laughs> but, for sure. So with this car now, you've got you got the motor done, and I, I noticed the exhaust on it's kind of a different exhaust system, and you've got like kind of the whole rear apron. Um, pulled out what's the story in the exhaust system so the uh i originally had like a gt style exhaust mm -hmm. but it was getting so hot it kept bubbling the um rear quarter because the exhaust because uh, the exhaust was like a centimeter off the valance um and i wanted a cool exhaust um so we cut that rear valance out and me and dad laid under that car for about two weeks and we built that whole exhaust system. I bought some like muffler, two mufflers off eBay mm -hmm. and me and him, we sat under there, got a load of stainless bends, load of stainless straight pipe and we came up with that. But trying to make that work with like everything underneath moving, like the air ride. Yeah still be able to get to everything it was quite tricky but but it sounds so nice when it's just ticking over it sounds pretty standard and when you give it full throttle it's got that nice grunt to it yeah it kind of wakes so, up yeah and it looks really really cool with that rear valance removed nice that's uh i mean there's there's a lot of stuff now now this car when you originally finally when you finally built it and got it done and started showing it were you driving it a bunch or were you like so like focused on how clean it was you weren't trying to drive it or do you actually put miles in this car now yeah no i i've drove it since day one really so the first show i went to was about an hour and a half away from me mm -hmm. um so me and my dad jumped in there and um never expected anything 
we we left at like half six in the morning just drove there parked it up cleaned it up and um at the end of the day the bloke comes over to me and says can you just make sure you're near by the um by the main arena i was like okay yeah and um they called out all these awards and i was like i don't know why you told me to do that like it's and then they come to the last one and he was like best of show mine and i was like oh wow I, was, <laughs> yeah. I, I never expected anything so to come away with that was ridiculous we all could leave it but um yeah I, i've drove that since day one i, I still drive it now what show but, was that that you took best to show it uh beetlejuice nice so you took first cool. you took best to show at beetlejuice and then yeah which which catches you by surprise but now the problem is it's raised the bar right so now the next car you build everybody's gonna be like okay what are you gonna do now so i mean <laughs> now after getting you know putting the time effort and energy into this car uh, are you going the same direction with the 68? Like really just try to put attention to detail in there and do just some, just some cool stuff. This next one is, is ridiculous. Oh, really? oh yeah. Um, already. And we're still, we're just finishing. So uh, the 68 that I've got is my brother-in-law's old car. He's had it for about 13 years. Yeah. Him and dad sort of semi-restored it about 12 years ago. Um, but it was just like to keep it on the road. Like all those years ago, we didn't have the space or anything to do full body off restos and that. So it was just to keep it on the road, whatever. So he wanted to sell that. I wanted a new project. So I've got that. But I thought I was starting with a better car than the 75 and it turns out it's sort of like what 10 times worse so oh, really? yeah so i got that in mid-october started the metal work actually started cutting the first piece off on the 27th of november um and we just finished all the metal work oh wow and that thing's had that's had new floor pans frame head heater channels complete bulkhead um full front quarters valance tanks around full rear nos quarters rear valance complete boot floor uh rear cross members anything you can think of it's had so you've you've done the same thing that you had to do to this car you've had to do the 68 now more more but more yeah, so the the seventy five was like lower rear quarters we had to do. This one, all in the inner arch and everything was was had it. So I I managed to find two new old stock rear quarters, and I've done we've done that whole oh, wow. rear quarter and the whole front quarters both sides. So on the on the rear quarter, are you going up to the belt line, or are you going all the way up the window? Uh, halfway up the window. That's wild to make then but uh i bought a sandblaster as well so everywhere i can get it's been sandblasted uh, <laughs> messes up the workshop but it's worth it well, that's it now i'm assuming this car will be on air as well yeah 
Now, how are you liking the the air systems? I mean, a lot of the guys in the UK are running these air systems, and the, the air systems that are here in the states, they're normally just to kind of lift the car up to get it moving, and they don't ride very good aired up because they don't. A lot of them don't use bags, and we had we've had um, Craig with uh, Limebug on the podcast. Um, and he talked about his shocks have been valved and stuff like that. So that ride, they ride good. You can ride with the car aired up and it's not like riding with stiff shocks. Um, so are you, the, the air systems that they have there, they're fully functional. Like you drive on them pretty good and no, no worries with that. Yeah. yeah I drive mine. Like I used to drive it higher. I drive it a bit lower now, but I can drive that full height. And it feels absolutely fine. Drove it all the way to Belgium, and it yeah, perfect. And how long is that drive to Belgium? <clears throat> um, probably total, uh, probably a nine-hour drive. But I'm like the worst part. Oh, you'll know because you went to um, Air Mighty, didn't you, from over here? I, I did. Yeah. You'll know. I think or we always say the worst part is driving this side of the is driving UK side. Yeah. Once we get off the train the other side, that's fine. Oh yeah. Or get the, off the ferry. The, the, the streets over there are super, super smooth. You know, like they're yeah. They're really nice freeways over there. I mean you guys I'm driving over there by Andy's place and you guys got a lot of little death death roads over there. It's like a lane and a half wide. You know, bl- they're terrible. Yeah, blind corners, no shoulders, just chaos over there. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm surprised your cars survive over there. So yeah, I'll be. So are you going to be going? Are you going to be at EBI this year? I think me and Dad are on about coming over in my van. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, in my in my bay window. So, um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get over there. Well, I would like to do it again. Yeah, that's my, my my plan this year is to be at EBI. Matter of fact, right now, um, I'm, I'm going to have a video coming out shortly that's that's uh, when I drop my car off at the shippers. And so my car, my Type 34 Ghia is actually headed to, uh, it's just off the shore over there at uh, Andy's place. And it's going to Andy's shop and we're going to, Andy's going to build that car for me and we're going to debut it over there at EBI. So it's cool. And, and I'm going to drive it from, Andy's shop. I'm going to jump in on that cow look cruise that they're doing all over. And then, uh, we'll, we'll go to bad Camberg and then head over to EBI. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely a, it's definitely, I can see the difference between the, the roads in, in Holland and then the roads in the UK are, uh, completely different. Yeah, I mean, so, in, in Norfolk as well, they're like, I mean, I we live on a farm as well, and my driveway is like yeah, super. proper. So I have to fully air it up, drive all the way down these lanes, and they are like one car wide lanes, and then get out and sort of drop the air a little bit, and then but the potholes over here, oh yeah, massive cracks in the roads. They're terrible, no. but. Well, I definitely, uh, I definitely appreciate the info on the car, man. It's it's such a cool car, man. Kudos to you for building it, for having that kind. Of, there's not a lot of guys your age that have that kind of determination to put that time, effort, and energy in a car. I mean, are you see? Do you have a lot of a lot of friends you know that are younger that are, that are building cars like this, or no? 
there's a f- there's a few people my age, and uh, yeah, I get I yeah, I think they're all about my age, but um, there needs to be more, don't there? Yeah, there does. We well, need- you know, you you're at the car shows hanging out with dudes my age, which we're in our fifties. You know what I mean? So, I know, yeah. Uh, but then they're like. They're the people I get on there with. Well, and I think there's something to be said, right, for cars that you really have to build from the ground up versus a car you buy on a used lot, put some air on it, put some wheels on it, and it's done. Yeah. You know? So that's a, that's a great thing. I'm, and, and I'm assuming that you and your dad bonded pretty well during the building process of this uh, of this car. I mean, there's a lot of time with you and the, you and the old man together. Yeah, it's good, yeah. I mean, I'd come home from work, he'd already be in there doing stuff. And it's the same now. I'll come in from work and he's like, I've done this bit, this bit, and this bit, but I need you to check this before I can weld this in. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then uh, and on the weekend or whatever, I'll get in cracking on in there. So Now, with this setup that you have in this car with the with the motor trans, all that stuff, and drivetrain, are you going to do anything? Uh, you got bigger plans for the 68 or you're happy with a, a, just a smaller displacement motor just for kind of cruising and driving and that kind of stuff or what? The 1641 that's in that, in the 75, suits me perfect. I know it's no like <laughs> Porsche or whatever, right. but round or like I can sit quite happily at like, 80 mile an hour on the motorway. I don't know what that is in kilometers or whatever, but I remember when it first got debuted, me and dad were on the way to a show and we were at my third or fourth show and um, we were flying down this motorway and I was, this motorway is terrible. And I look over at my dad and he's like holding on for dear life and we're at a hundred, we're at a hundred on a 1641 in a Beetle wow. passing like, Range Rovers and everything, but yeah, I mean that it flies. I know it's no massive yeah. engine, what? but it does. And and round town, like I'll pull up next to kids in a, a like a little car or something, and they're revving it, and I'm like, all right, come on then. <laughs> and uh, yeah, round town is rapid. Yeah, no, that's listen. Andy convinced me after our trip to the Netherlands, he has a 1641 in his Gia. And I said, man, this cruises were pretty nice. I mean, we've got, I mean, when you're pushing a big bus, you've got the big grades and stuff we have here between here and California. It's nice to have a big motor. And then especially in a bus, which is a lot more metal to move. But um, he yeah. actually convinced me to do a 16. I got a 1600 going in my type 34 Gia and, uh, make a nice little cruiser out of it just so we could just get on the highway and just roll it a nice, nice clip. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah, but I, I had to upgrade um, box in that 75 because yeah. I, I kept like the first year of showing it. I had a, uh, the 1200 box in still mm-hmm. would rip anything off the line but you get to 50 or 60 and that's you done. Yeah. Like it was, it was screaming. Yeah, that's, a, actually, that's exactly how my Mexican beetle is. It's got a real short geared transaxle in it. And it's like on the highway, you're at 4,500 RPM. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually, um, on the way back from a show broke down 
because I, I think I chifted too hard and the gland nut, the bearing that holds the flywheel on, mm-hmm. it basically shit itself. Yeah. And yeah, I've no gears at all. Mum and dad had to come rescue me with the trailer. <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool, man. I listen. I I'm excited to see the new build. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing your next build come out, and looking forward to seeing you when I get over there in the UK. Hopefully, we'll be able to cross paths when I'll be over there at uh, at EBI and be able to say hey and see your car again. So, um, I appreciate you coming on the pod. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And then, what's your Instagram? If people want to check out your stuff, what's what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Harlequin dot alex okay and then uh yeah man i'll post up some pictures of this car on my instagram as well as a little link to the video down in the description of the podcast where people can kind of do the walk around your car and uh alex i'm glad we got to be able to finally sit down and and get this podcast put together man yeah thanks thanks for having me on you got it brother it's been good. yeah i appreciate it man and uh well, well i'll see you soon in the uk yeah man that'll be cool yeah. i look forward to seeing that me too me too <laughs> all right brother later well the cat's out of the bag the gear is on its way and we got plenty of stuff to show you guys so it'll be pretty cool we'll get you updates regularly on the build once the car hits there's been two delays on the shipping and so zorba the gear will be built in the uk and then cruise it's like it's like a european delivery it's getting built over there i'm gonna go over there pick it up drive it around the cowlick cruise and then you'll see it at one crazy weekend so go to letstalkdubs.com and book your room for one crazy weekend. Again, another reminder, book your room for one crazy weekend. If you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com and click on the store tab, buy some merch, support your boy. Other than that, lots of cool podcasts coming up. Got a cool guest coming in this week for a face-to-face interview here at the studio in HQ at Las Vegas, Nevada, my city. And uh, looking forward to getting that one out for you guys. It's going to be a wild one. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. So if I'm excited, you should be really excited. And another one on the back burner after that. So lots of cool stuff coming up. And make sure you guys get ready for one crazy week in this year. So updates on the Gia, updates on the Gia TC. Next one, we got to do. We got so much stuff happening over here behind the scenes that we need to probably do a roundtable coming up soon. If you guys have any questions, discussions, or things that you want to ask or have questions answered on Let's Talk Dubs, Send an email to bill at letstalkdubs.com. That's bill at letstalkdubs.com and send some questions. If you want to send George some questions, send them to george at thewagon.com and send him some questions and we'll talk about it on the next roundtable. So I'd love to see what you guys have. Give me some of your questions. Let me get some of your feedback. feedback. Any questions you guys want answered, ask me anything. So anyway, guys, until next week, later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out.